Hello and welcome to 9 to 5 Fitness, a podcast about how to incorporate a healthy lifestyle into a 9 to 5 work week. Presented by Sunny Health and Fitness. And this episode is brought to you by the Sunny Health and Fitness E3875 Programmable Elliptical Trainer. I'm your host, resident fitness expert, Matt. And I'm Chris, your average 9 to fiver. And today we are talking about calories. Ooh. Yeah, those are those magic numbers that drive me bonkers and having to <laughs> figure out what means what and how to keep it from turning into pounds. Yeah, so should we care about calories? Like, I mean, you hear a lot of different stuff, a lot of conflicting information regarding you know, calories important. Uh, should we count them? Should we not count them? You know, what's a you know good amount to eat? Uh, should we care? What, what has think? negative calories? Because that doesn't th- seem to be a thing. Negative calories? You heard that? <laughs> Have you heard that? Yeah, sort of. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, negative calories. Not, oh, sure. I, not sure how that works. But, I, I'm uh, pretty sure it's full on myth. But <laughs> I, it makes me laugh every time I, I think, hear it. I think. At least one thing that you may have heard is where you may... So just a little background information. When we're talking about calories, we're talking about basically energy. So your body requires energy to operate correctly. And uh, the way that you get energy so your body can work properly is through calories. Basic science behind it, calories come from your food. Uh, You ingest them and digest them and your body utilizes that energy to produce work. Um, there's a lot of background information on calories uh, in terms of your metabolism and how food is broken down and the different energy systems that are used, um, but we just want to touch on the basics for this episode uh, and just kind of point out a particular study that I found to be interesting that might change some of your perspective on whether or not you should care about calories or not. To answer your question about negative calories, uh, <laughs> I have heard, at least it's been brought to my attention, that if you eat foods like, say, oh, I don't know, celery, where there's very little caloric content to celery. And so I have heard that if you eat or chew on celery, since it has a lot of fiber, it's hard to to chew down properly. And since it has very little calories, there could be a negative energy balance because the process of digestion and chewing requires energy. So if like you're chewing on, you know, let's say a piece of cardboard, you're basically <laughs> you're basically burning calories chewing and digesting when you're not really eating any I calories. Don't, I don't so, recommend chewing on so cardboard. That's, uh, <laughs> so that's kind of what I'm imagining when you bring up negative calories is the fact that you're consuming something that is either very, very, very low in calories. And the process of actually chewing and digesting food does require energy, which does burn calories. So at least that's where I think negative energy comes from. I think that's where most of the ideas for that sort of um I, I don't know how to I don't think I would even call it a diet. I really don't think it it qualifies. It's just something that I see get passed around a lot on forums about weight loss and and uh exercise and there are definitely things I've done. For example, I did a um mail service food program where you were restricted to Sorry, calories. Sorry, I thought you said mail service for a second. Ma- <laughs> mail. To clarify, we mean meal, meal service. 
No, I said mail, as in like oh, I bought it got sent through the mail. Okay, sorry. Meal My service bad. through the mail. <laughs> My mind was in the wrong place. Oh man. Okay, now I'm blushing. <laughs> mail. Mail. She delivered in the mail. Delivered in the mail in a box filled with dry ice and a bunch of stuff. <laughs> so yes, I did that. And the food always came with its calorie structure and then it said, Alright, you're gonna add so and so items here, so and so items there. All the veggies you can eat, all the fruit you can eat. By the way, that's a lie. I can't eat all that fruit. It's too much sugar. (laughs) But either way, it worked. It did work. And uh, between that and this app that I have that calculates how much food I've ingested and how many calories I've burned through exercise that I've actually inputted, plus my phone does this really nifty trick where it calculates how long I actually walk. Um, I'm hoping that it's not something that I can easily cheat because it was always importing it into my my uh, fitness program. So it would calculate my walking calories. Again, it worked. Yeah, so in that those are great strategies to um, implement into your uh, lifestyle. So, and I think what we're talking about is um, calories do matter. Um, you mentioned the meal service. And uh, usually when we're ordering meal services like that, um, they're going to kind of use some kind of estimation on what kind of calorie amounts they're recommending for you. Yeah. So based off of your current needs and your goals, uh, they give you meal plans that will essentially give you the energy to help you meet that goal. They did. They did. It just got too expensive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Meal, Meal services for sure. Um, yeah, a little bit. A little and bit then costly. all I wanted was like a real cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, the calories, yeah, calories do matter. Um, and again, going back to kind of that negative energy balance that you're referring to, um, energy balance is, is real and uh, it does make a difference depending on what your goals are. And uh, kind of the basic strategy uh, that's always been recommended is um, if you eat a little bit less than your body needs, you will essentially go into your fat reserves and lose some weight because your body will be in a slight net deficit or negative energy balance. Uh, therefore, it needs to pull from its reserves. And on your body, when we talk about reserves for energy, usually we're talking about fat reserves. Um, I got a few of those. So that's a good way <laughs> to kind of tap into those fat stores. Uh, if you are in a negative energy balance, um, a good way to lose body fat. So um, that's kind of been the basic strategy, um, depending on where you look and whether or not people think calories matter. I was looking at a recent article where basically a dietitian said calories don't matter, um, which was funny because she's a dietitian, so she's supposedly supposed to know all about calories. Um, but that was just the title of the article. When you actually look into the article and read it, she does backtrack a little bit and say that they do matter at some level. Ah, it was one of those <laughs> tricky trick ones. Yeah, so, you know, just kind of be careful when you're looking at information uh, out there, especially uh, if you're reading articles. Like, I really dive in and, and look at, you know, what they're actually saying and what they're actually talking about because um, calories do matter. And depending on what your goal is, um, you can either uh, meet your goals or wonder what's happening. Like, why, why am I not making any progress? The basics of calories and kind of why it's so important um, is everybody has a specific level of calories that they need 
And uh, usually when you look into this, uh, you'll find that you'll run into um, the RMR amounts or the resting metabolic rates that you need. So uh, much like your meal service that you use, they'll usually get, they usually probably base it off of your age, your activity level. Um, if they're getting really detailed, they might base it off of your current, you know, body fat position, body fat uh, composition. So they might look at some of those uh, factors as well when they're kind of recommending, okay, this is how many calories you should eat in order to lose weight. Um, so they're basing that off of the resting metabolic rate, which is a calculation uh, based off of your, uh, your body type your, and your activity levels. Um, so that's where most of the information comes from when people are making calorie recommendations. Um, and everybody's resting metabolic rate is different. Uh, so it's hard to recommend one particular amount, you know, 2,000 calories, 1,800 calories, whatever that number is, because everybody's metabolism is different. So that's why there's this vague kind of uh, structure out there when it comes to developing programs, developing advice uh, to try to fit everybody when uh, not everybody's the same. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Like I've heard before that, you know, for women, it's 1800 calories. Um, But for my body, and I've done the calculations, for me, it's 1400 to maintain my weight and not get too crazy. You know, I can go up to 15 even if I wanted to. Um, But that's if I'm doing even a slight bit of exercise, some walking. But my weight loss has to be around 12. 1,200 calories. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I have to stay under 12. But I cannot go under 1,000, which, first off, that's just insane. Why would anybody do that? Like, (laughs) that's not food. That's not a lot of food either. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I had a thousand. I had a thousand. Ca- yeah, sticks. I had a thousand calories for lunch the other day. Oh, I nice. Well, it tasted good. I believe it. But was it a steak? Who doesn't love a hamburger and French fries? <gasps> you know, that's probably the same problem I had. But I didn't have the sugary soda, so it makes it better, right? Yeah, make me feel guilty. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you're right on point. You know, like. And you made a you made a good point because calories do matter, and like you said, um, you found a calorie amount, right? That worked for you. Yes. Um, maybe it will work for somebody else, but that's not always the case because you know like, you have to be a female, five foot, and mm, somewhere in your thirties. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it is important, right? You have you have to take into consideration um, how much you're eating. Um, that doesn't mean you need to sit down and track, you know, every single calorie in extreme detail, but you should have some idea if you are either above or below uh, your resting metabolic rate. It, if you have a particular goal, I mean, if you're not worried about it, you just want to kind of maintain where you are, then really the only thing you have to worry about is, okay, well, am I generally eating too much? Um, because over time that will add up, it will sneak up on you, right? The five to 10 pounds oh, gained it, it per sure year, does. you know, sometimes that can creep up and then all of a sudden you're like, whoa, where'd this 20 pounds come from? Too many tacos. Yeah. So <laughs> keeping in mind kind of what, what your goals are and then, you know, how much food you're consuming, how much energy you're consuming. Um, and then are you kind of in a, um, are you in a deficit? Are you meeting your needs or are you eating a little bit too much or way too much? Um, 
you know, and how and how is that actually affecting your body? You know. So at this point, it's more of a balancing act than anything. Yeah, depending on what your goals are. So you know, some people obviously can get away with eating a little bit more depending on their metabolism. Um, really, the only thing that you can do from a physiological standpoint in increasing your resting metabolic rate um, is increasing your lean body mass. Mm-hmm. So if you have more muscle on your body, muscle is active tissue. Um, it actually needs more energy. So if you have more, mu- if you have more muscle, more lean body mass, uh, you can increase the amount of calories that you burn on a day-to-day basis just by having more muscle mass. Um, so that is one way that you can influence your resting metabolic rate. Um, we do have a study that we pulled out with that does present some interesting information. Um, at least they made they packaged it in a way uh, that I think is. Uh, a lot different than what people think when they look at eating. Um, you know, when we look at eating and we think, oh, we want to lose weight, so I got to eat less than my body needs or sometimes way less than my body needs. Yeesh. And then, you know, we run into issues like, wow, I'm eating a 1,000 calories and nothing's happening. Or um, I'm eating, you know, a little bit less calories, but I still look the same. Like, I'm not really changing that much. Um, so this particular article... Um, was done by the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition. Um, They published this article primarily to focus on developing effective, more effective strategies on uh, obesity treatment. So uh, looking at individuals that are obese, uh, that need to lose a lot of weight, and kind of what kind of strategies can they uh, come up with that may work better than current strategies, which are usually being in a deficit, right? Right. Um, so the result of the study implied that weight loss might be more attainable. So that's the key word, might be more attainable um, via physical, I'm sorry, via high physical activity that is combined with high energy intake. Hmm. So let's break that down a little bit. Um, what they're basically saying is increase your activity levels, right? So exercise, physical activity in general. And you make sure that you are eating enough. So uh, they didn't say deficit. They didn't say being a negative calorie balance. They said just eat normal amounts. And on high energy days, days where you need uh, a lot of fuel to perform your activities, it's okay to even eat a little bit more. Um, So that's what they were looking at. People that increased their levels of activity in conjunction with or coupled with eating enough and sometimes even a little bit more than their resting metabolic rate and what happens to those individuals over a long period of time. So basically this was a three-year study. Um, They looked at 94 different uh, young adults. Um, Most of them were women and uh, they had three categories that they looked at. Individuals that had a traditional kind of deficit caloric intake um, with, with no activity Um, They had individuals that were eating kind of normal amounts of food, and then they had individuals that were eating higher amounts of food, so kind of over their resting metabolic rate. And they measured body fat changes. Um, And I should clarify that this isn't a weight loss study, so they didn't check, you know, if these individuals weighed 200 pounds and then in three years did they gain 20 pounds, did they lose 20 pounds. They're looking at body fat percentage. So basically the squeeze pinch. Yeah, so, you know, body fatness, right? When you look at yourself in the mirror, do you see more fat or do you see more muscle, right? So that's what we're looking at when it comes to body fat percentage, right? The lean lean and tone look, 
right? Um, so not the scale number, like how you actually look in the mirror. Um, you know, how much fat do you it's have? A on, big difference. How much fat do you have on your body compared to how much muscle you have on your body? Yeah, I've stopped. I, I've straight up stopped looking at the scale. I'm done with that. I'm yeah. like, let's just fit in clothes. Yeah. So <laughs> the interesting part about this study, uh, when they when they followed up with these individuals over a three year period of time, um, what they ended up finding out was that the individuals that were consuming, you know, normal amounts of food, sometimes a little bit more than their, uh, more than they need, but they had high activity levels. So, you know, on a daily basis, they were participating in some level of activity. Should also clarify the studies and say what type of activity they were doing. It just says that they were more active, right? So these are, this is a general, this is a general study. It's just, hey, you know, are you sedentary? Are you not moving very much? Or, you know, are you participating in some kind of activity on a daily basis? Uh, so the interesting thing that they found was that the individuals that were eating um, a lot of calories or more than they needed, but they are also participating in a lot of activities that burned energy, had significantly lower body fat percentages. Nice. So if we kind of look at that a little bit deeper, uh, it kind of goes against normal recommendations, right? Yeah. Eat less, lose weight. Well, this study is basically saying that you can eat normal amounts of food. Mm -hmm. As long as you increase your activity level, your body composition will change. You'll lose fat. Um, depending on what type of exercise you're, you're doing, you may look a little bit leaner. And you don't necessarily have to worry about being in a negative calorie deficit. Now, it's, that sounds pretty cool, right? I mean, don't have to worry about eating <laughs> I feel like there's a catch. in a deficit. Uh, and all I have to do is just, you know, be more active, which is true. Like if you're more active, generally that means that your metabolism is going to be burning a lot more calories. So you, okay. can, you can afford to eat more food. Um, so, yes, from that sense, if I am more active most of the days, it kind of reminds me of when, you know, back in college when I was playing baseball and, you know, we'd have practice, we'd have workouts. I mean, this was daily, right? Right. I can eat whatever I want. Same. And I... Lost weight, gained muscle, like my body composition was low, and then now, nine to five job, obviously <laughs> <laughs> not the same amount of energy expenditure, so can't eat whatever I want anymore. I, I completely understand. I had the same problem when I was in high school too. Yeah, so it depends on you know where your what your lifestyle is, but the, it's just the interesting part of this study is the basic fact that it's not just a, hey, I need to eat less calories every day or nothing's going to happen. There is one thing I wanted to ask about um, burning of calories. And it was in my app, they show uh, more calorie burning through cardio, but they do not calculate, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Strength training. Mm -hmm. Like, they'll say, all right, you can burn so-and-so amount of calories from walking, but you just did 40 push-ups? Mm, nah, you're good. You didn't burn anything. I hate that app. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and depending on what app you have, um, most of those apps should be able to give you estimate calorie uh, expenditures for those activities. Because, yes, you are burning energy when you right, perform push-ups and, and strength training. Um, so they should have those numbers. Okay. If they don't, go get a different app. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because it should have estimates for that activity. Um, but yes, like that doesn't mean you have to go run every day. It just means you, in, I mean, again, when we're looking at this study, it was just increasing your activity just on a activity daily basis. activity in general. All right. Um, 
so yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, if you are still kind of you know wondering what resting metabolic rate is, we did provide a link to a resting metabolic rate calculator, so you can kind of get a general idea on how many calories uh, your body needs per day, and then you can use that to say, all right, um, am I going to try this deficit you know strategy? Am I going to try to eat a little bit less because I know I'm generally not that active every day? Or do I just want to know, okay, I, I think I'm eating close to that amount and I do, you know, I am active most of the days. Uh, so that should kind of push me in the right direction in terms of if I'm trying to change my body composition, if I'm trying to lose weight. Um, so check out that link, um, use that resting metabolic rate calculator. And then um, we also provided you the link to the article so you can read up a little bit more on, um, you know, what the details were in terms of why uh, some of these individuals um, either you know didn't lower their body fat too much um, or why individuals who were more active decreased their body fat percentage while still being able to eat um, regular amounts uh, of energy. Um, this is pretty cool, and uh, we'll continue to uh, try to give you more information on calories because there's a lot of other topics we uh, didn't have time to cover today. But there's an- always another episode for that. Yes, <laughs> so yes, let's, there is. So let's go ahead and uh, wrap it up. All right, wrap-up time. This episode is sponsored by the Sunny Health and Fitness SFE3875 Programmable Elliptical Trainer. Stride confidently as you burn maximum calories using this low-impact cardiovascular training machine. We want to thank you for joining us here at 9to5Fitness. We hope you enjoyed the show and learned something useful to help you on your journey to a healthy lifestyle. If you want to learn more about this topic and other useful fitness tips, Check out our show notes, or you can visit us at sunnyhealthandfitness.com. 